Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Joe DiBiase. Welcome into the Locked On Sabres podcast, making us your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for tuning into today's show. So, going to be a little bit of a, of a weird one. I'm going to fire up the beginning of today's show, and then I'm going to stop it. We're going to fire up another edition of today's show, if that makes sense, all in this episode. Because... We were originally supposed to be joined by Sabres general manager Kevin Adams. He is not going to be on today's show. He had to reschedule. He will be on Tuesday at 4.30, or at least he will record with me Tuesday at 4.30, and that episode will be ready for you Wednesday morning uh, at 12.01. It'll be ready for your Wednesday drive to work. I, You know, I'm just guessing part of the reason why he maybe had to reschedule was we have a trade to talk about. So... I've got my top five mock trades coming up in the deadline. This trade was not one of them, so that's coming up. A Blue Jackets preview as well. Again, once I'm done with this little soliloquy here, you're, it's going to sound like the show is starting all over, so just for clarity's sake. But the Buffalo Sabres have traded Josh Bloom, you might be asking who, to Vancouver for defenseman Riley Stillman. And you might be asking who? Two guys that we got to inform you on because they're not necessarily household names. Josh Bloom goes from Buffalo to Vancouver. Third round pick of the Sabres in the 2021 NHL draft. He is a fun player. Has a lot of fans in the Sabre prospect community. Over a point a game in the OHL this season. And really, being a third round pick, point a game guy in the OHL, watching his game a little bit. Kind of reminds me of Nick Baptiste a little bit. And sometimes those guys develop into really good players, but way more times than not, they don't. So an interesting prospect, but if I were ranking Sabre prospects, he'd be outside the top 10 pretty easily. He might even be outside the top 20. So they didn't give up a, a C-plus type prospect, if I, if I can even give him that. Maybe he's just a C. So Josh Bloom to Vancouver, and the Sabres, in exchange, acquire... A defenseman. This is the motivation for the trade. I don't think Vancouver was actively going after Josh Bloom, um, making a call like, oh, we got to get Josh Bloom. Sabres make a trade for Riley Stillman, a defenseman. Now, a couple of details you need to know on Riley Stillman before we get to the player himself. He is 24 years old. He has two years remaining on his contract. If you include this season, so this year and next year, at $1.35 million. Here's a couple of things that are being said about Riley Stillman on Sabres Twitter for immediate reactions. Kind of give you an idea of what you're looking at here. Quote, break glass in case of emergency. Uh, another quote, Riley Stillman is a defenseman that plays hockey in the NHL. And then there's a list of numbers that are not good. Uh, he, the Sabres have their Jeff Jilson replacement was another. This guy is a defensive defenseman. He is not that big, but he's six foot one. He is physical. He'll throw his body around. He's one of those guys where if you search him on YouTube, you're not going to find any highlights other than a couple of fights. And that's about it. So why, why do it? Left shot defenseman, third pair guy. Doesn't have great analytics. Doesn't have great numbers. Wins above replacement, really low. Um, 
expected goals for really low, uh, below 20 percentile and actually wins above replacement. So we are not talking about a good player here, but a guy. He's just a guy. He's going to fill in third pair so that they don't have to go all the way down to the AHL uh, for for call-ups. Lawrence Pilot, if you will, to, uh, to, to fill in if they have injuries. So does he play over Jacob Bryson or Kale Clegg? That I'm not sure. I think he probably does play over both, would be my guess. But he's in that tier. He's going to be a guy that I bet is in and out of the lineup, maybe depending on matchup, depending on who's hot. You know, he's going to be the sixth or seventh defenseman for the Sabres, a guy that's in and out. Uh, and again, night to night, you might see Bryson, you might see Clegg, you might see Stillman if everybody's healthy. So add him to the rotation, not a major move, a discount bin type move for the Sabres. Vancouver's trying to clear some some cap and trying to get as many futures as they can. So Josh Bloom for Riley Stillman is the trade that we have to talk about. Okay, I'm going to stop now. No Sabres GM Kevin Adams today. He had to reschedule. So, my top five mock trades for Sabres trade deadline. You're locked on Sabres. Your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You can search us at on YouTube. Uh, Sneaky Joe. You can f- search us at Lockdown Sabres on YouTube, and you can check us out on Twitter at Lockdown Sabres. There we go. Uh, as well as the Lockdown Sabres po- uh, Twitter account at Lockdown Sabres. I'm glad Kevin Adams wasn't around for me to bumble my way through the start of the show. So I teased it at the end of our last episode that Adams was going to be on today's show, and we were all set and ready to go. But then he got a call. I don't think it was a trade-related call. There's no news that says anything that that would have been that. He had to run. Uh, so we've rescheduled tentatively. So apologies on that, but stay tuned because uh, we do hope to be joined by Adams here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Again, thanks for making us your first listen every day. I've got my top five mock trades for the Sabres trade deadline instead for you on today's show. And we will preview tonight's matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets, one of the easier games left on the Sabres schedule. Comments and questions from our Twitter account and YouTube account. Again, you can always uh, search in or send in a question or a comment, and we love to read them here on the show. So, uh, Soros would be a big help is one from Don. I agree. Uh, Yuri looks so good from Ryan. He's only 18. A bunch of one-liners for this. I got a bunch of people sending in questions for Adams, and I did take note of those, and I'm keeping them in mind. Um, going into uh, going into um, the interview, assuming that we do get it done. Of course, it's a busy week for him, so we'll see if that actually happens. Um, so I got your questions in mind. I saw them, and uh, I got a bunch of them written down uh, for the Sabres GM. So this does allow me the opportunity to kind of grab the wheel a little bit and give you my top five mock trades for trade deadline day, which is coming on Friday. So, let's kick it off. I am going to start things off. And remember, we're going to preview Sabres and Blue Jackets just a little bit here. I'm going to get going right away here. My number five mock trade for Sabres deadline day is 
Patrick Kane to the Rangers. I had you fooled there, didn't I? Patrick Kane to the Rangers at $2.625 million on New York books. Whatever you want, Chicago. I don't care what Chicago gets. I'm not going to get a lot anyway. And the Sabres take on $5.25 million in cap. In exchange, they get a fourth-round pick. So, the Sabres are acting as the middleman in this mock trade. Kane is going to the Rangers like everybody knows that he's going to. And the Sabres get a fourth-round pick that I might have them doing something else with in a matter of moments here. So stay tuned for that. But the important thing to note here, Kane's contract is not much money. $10.5 million cap hit. But it is a $2.9 million base salary. So he is not due the amount of money that the cap hit would suggest. So the Rangers don't mind paying the money. They just can't pay the cap hit. The Rangers have less than $1 million in cap space. They cannot afford to make this move. In fact, whatever they have to send back to Chicago, they're going to have to send back more than $2 million uh, to make that, that cap hit work. But I've got the Sabres taking on five-plus million dollars in cap hit, not in salary. So if the Pagulas don't want to pay $5 million to Patrick Kane, they don't. And it's $2.9 million prorated over the course of the season. So we're really talking about more like a million, maybe even a little less than a million if I'm doing my math right. In exchange, the Sabres get a fourth-round pick. Didn't just pick that out of thin air. That is the pick that the Wild got for retaining salary for Ryan O'Reilly in the Blues-Leafs trade. Wild acted as a middleman there. Sabres Connect is a middleman here. They have $17 million in cap space, and they will have no problem fitting that Kane retained salary on the books. It would also be funny, right? All the jokes. Well, they finally traded for Patrick Kane. He's just never going to play for us. So I'm into this as an idea. Number four. My number four mock trade for the Sabres trade deadline is that same fourth-round pick that they would get from the Patrick Kane trade sent along with Eric Comrie, to Ottawa for Cam Talbot. Now, there's been some debate on Cal Cam Talbot in the past couple of days, ever since Andy Strickland reported the Sabres were one of the teams that were interested in Talbot's services. And this is a player that, no, his numbers are not that great. They're not. Quality start percentage is great. 62%. And that is actually, in the last three seasons, the eighth highest total. In the entire NHL, surrounded by names like Olmark and Hellebuck and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of the, the top-level goaltenders in hockey. Talbot's save percentage, not great, 905. Goal saved above expected. He's actually well below average in the last three years. But here's the thing that that quality start percentage tells me. And also, Stathead has a number called really bad starts. It's pretty simple to understand. It's, I think, below an 80, 850 save percentage in a game. 15 really bad starts and 115 starts. That's it. This guy, Cam Talbot, just doesn't have horrible games. That's it. He's never going to steal you a game, but he's not going to have horrible games. And let's be real. The Buffalo Sabres, in terms of what they need in goal, from now through the rest of the season, they just need a guy to not poop his pants. Right? They just need a guy that to not be horrific. And that is what Cam Talbot presents. No, he's not better than Craig Anderson, in my opinion. But 
Is he an upgrade over Eric Comrie? Yes. Is he an upgrade over Ukapeka Lukanen? Probably. You could send Lukanen down to Rochester. You're sending Comrie to Ottawa or you're waving him. He should never play for the Sabres again. And Cam Talbot enters as the guy, because of Anderson's age, who's going to play the most games for you down the stretch. And you cannot convince me that a goalie tandem from here to the end of the season, that might be, what, 12 games each, of Cam Talbot and Craig Anderson is not a better goalie combination than Craig Anderson, Ukapeka Lukanen, and Eric Comrie. A fourth-round pick and Eric Comrie to Ottawa for Cam Talbot. Trade number three. My mock Sabre trades for trade deadline day. A fifth-round pick to San Jose for Nick Bonino. Remember Nick Bonino, centerman, formerly of the Pittsburgh Penguins? He was a fun free agent idea of the Sabres a bunch of years ago as a bottom six guy. He is now 34 years old. He's in the final year of his contract at $2.05 million. This year for the Sharks, he has 10 goals and 9 assists in 57 games played, playing about 16 minutes a night. This is why I'm trading for Nick Bonino if I'm the Sabres. He helps my penalty kill. That's it. The Sabres penalty kill is one of the worst in hockey this season. Nick Bonino is a veteran player. He is a responsible player. He is a versatile player. And he is a penalty killer. Pe penalty. A penalty killer. The Sabres this year, where they rank in penalty kill percentage, second last. 31st in the NHL. Bonino helps me solve one of my biggest issues, and I can't imagine he would cost much more than a fifth-round pick. I did. This one I'm guessing at a little bit more than the others. I looked around. He's on the trade bait list for TSN. He's on Frank Saravelli's list at Daily Faceoff. I didn't see anything about what he would cost, so I'm really taking a shot in the dark here, saying it would only cost a fifth-round pick, but that's what I would offer if I were the Sabres for Nick Bonino. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, my top two mock trades for the Sabres at the deadline before we preview Sabres and Blue Jackets. That is ahead here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Again, here on the Locked on Sabres podcast, we are presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel might uh, prefer if I turn the music off, so let me, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I should go ahead and do that real quick. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. So when we preview our betting odds for Sabres and uh, Blue Jackets later on, we will do that with our odds from FanDuel. It's the midway point of the NBA season. We are almost to the trade deadline in hockey. Things are going to ramp up. It is a fun time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers at FanDuel get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything. The money line, points scores, threes drain, anytime goal score in the NHL. You can bet on amount of hits that a guy will have. Shots on goal. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. And FanDuel pays out quick. I will always bring this up when talking about how quickly they get paid out because it always happens to me that they are so quick, I will sometimes get paid out before my stream as a cord cutter actually shows me what the play is. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Let's continue on with my top five mock trades for the Sabres deadline. Number 
two. Let me recap the other three, actually. Number three was a fifth-round pick to San Jose for Nick Benino. Number four, a fourth-round pick and Eric Comrie to Ottawa for Cam Talbot. Number five, the Sabres retain over $5 million in salary to allow the Chicago to trade Patrick Kane to the New York Rangers. My number two mock trade for the Sabres at the deadline is Casey Middlestat and a second-round pick to Vancouver for goaltender Thatcher Demko. Now, Demko, I did not have included on my original list as he has been dealing with an injury, but Vancouver just announced before the recording of this show on Wednesday evening that Demko has been activated from injured reserve. He is built, ramping up and ready to return to the ice. Demko has had a horrible year, but here's a couple of things about Thatcher Demko, not new uh, to you if you've listened to the show before because I've been on this as an idea for a couple of weeks. Demko only has played 15 games this year. He has an 883 save percentage, a 200 quality start percentage, uh, 20%, I should say. He has not been good. But the last three years, he's been one of the, the better starters in hockey. Uh, a 915, a 915, a 905, goal saved above expected. He's been just above league. He's been above league average each of those three years. Uh, I think he was 11th in the NHL last year. A good starting goaltender. He is young enough. He is only 27 years old. He is under contract also. And to me, he fits perfectly for the amount of years that are going to build up to when Devin Levi is ready to take over the net. Demko is under contract for three more seasons after this year at $5 million per year. That might sound like a lot, but again, that brings Levi up to his age 24 season. I am not betting on Levi making it before then. A second in middle stat. That might sound a little cheap. The Canucks reportedly are interested not in prospects, but in young roster players. That is exactly what Middlestat is. I think Vancouver is one of the teams in hockey that you can take advantage of. I think their operation is mindless at times. They do not know what they are doing. They are a bunch of clowns at times. And I think you could take advantage of that bunch of clowns with Middlestat and a second-round pick for, I think, a really good goaltender that you'd be buying low on. Middle stat, it's not meant to be an insult to middle stat. He's turned into a nice player. In fact, I think his numbers are really what could convince Vancouver to do this deal. He's got 37 points. He's on pace for over 50 points now. So I think middle stat could be enticing to them, a second round pick, avoiding giving a first or a top prospect to get Thatcher Demko back. My number one mock trade of the deadline for the Buffalo Sabres. And there is news on this guy. So we'll carry this, this number one trade into a real life uh, rumor that we saw on Wednesday morning. I am trading a first, a second, Matthew Savoy, Rasmus Asplund, and Eric Portillo to the Arizona Coyotes for Jacob Chikrin and Karel Vegmelka. Their starting goaltender. Vegmelka has been really good this year. His goal save above expected, very strong. Save percentage, not that great. But look a little bit deeper and you'll see that Vegmelka has been actually really good. Um, a definite upgrade over what the Sabres have in Ukapeka Lukanen and Eric Comrie. But I'm getting Jacob Chikrin. The perfect trade idea. I am all in on this guy. I think he is the exact player the Sabres need. He fits everything. I've told you for a couple of days now. Or weeks even. Months. I don't see a reason why you don't do it. I am giving them a little bit more to try to get Vegmelka. I'm giving them the second. 
I'm giving them Asplund as a throw-in, right? That's a young player, good bottom six player that can't crack the Sabres lineup. Um, Portillo, you know what, just take it. Like, that might end up being nothing. See if you can sign him. He's a, he's a freebie. And you get the first, and you get the Sabres' number one prospect. So, a first, a second, Savoy, Asplund, Portillo to Arizona for Chikrin and Vegmelka. And there is news on that on uh, Eric or Eric Portillo on Jacob Chikrin when it comes to the Buffalo Sabers. Pierre LeBron tweeted or wrote in his article at the Athletic, quote, "League sources suggest that the Sabers have had multiple conversations with the Coyotes about Jacob Chikrin. As of Sunday, the Sabers were not in a place to gain traction on it because of the price Arizona continues to be at." is a place where this buffalo won't bite. He added, if the ask drops before Friday at 3 p.m., the Sabres will be trying to get in on that for sure. That is as crystal clear as we've seen the Sabres' position be on Chikrin. We at least know they're interested, right? We don't know if they'll meet the price. Actually, we know they won't meet this current price. We don't know if they'll end up landing him. We don't know if anybody will. The Coyotes are crazy with their ask, and clearly nobody is bought on it. So, will the Sabres? I don't know. But that gives me confidence. That gives me confidence that they at least recognize the player's value. They recognize the value of the of the idea in itself. They just got to get the price right. So, if Chicken gets traded, it sounds like the Sabres are going to be involved. So, that gives me, you know, fingers crossed. I want this trade to happen for them. And we'll see if they're able to pull it off. So, keep an eye on Jacob Chicken for sure the next couple of days. One more time out here. When we come back, we'll preview Sabres and Blue Jackets Tuesday night at Key Bank Center, 7.30 puck drop as the game's on ESPN+. Plus. We'll preview it next here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you are guaranteed to find some quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and virtual assistance. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you can get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description. And you can invite them to apply right now, right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. So help get go to Indeed.com and check it out. Welcome back, Locked On Sabres podcast. Joe DiBiase previewing the Sabres and the Blue Jackets. Uh, if you missed it from earlier, uh, Kevin Adams will hopefully join us Wednesday afternoon, um, and then we'll have the show ready for you on Thursday morning. He had to reschedule because of a call he got on Tuesday. So uh, he's, he's obviously super busy this week, probably his busiest week of the year. So we're, we're hoping to get that, but we'll, uh, we'll let you know. Sabres and Blue Jackets, this is... The easiest game remaining on the schedule. It is. Look at their entire schedule. They play the Blue Jackets again on the road. And I guess you could say that because they're on the road and the Sabres have been better on the road, that that's the game to look at. I think that this is the easiest game remaining. And because of that, it is a must win. It is a must win for the Sabres. They cannot drop points. They've got Boston coming up. They have got uh, they've got games still against Toronto. They've got tough 
games left. This one you can't drop. Now, one thing that might make it a little bit more challenging, I'm projecting out a little bit and guessing at this, we don't have confirmed news Wednesday evening here as I'm at time of recording. I'm thinking Jonas Corposalo is going to be the goaltender for Columbus in this game. Elvis Merzlikens played Sunday uh, against Minnesota, and it's been Corposalo 2, Merzlikens 1 for the last couple of weeks. So I think it's going to be Corposalo. makes it a little bit more challenging because of the goalie test. But this is a team the Sabres should dominate, and they have dominated this team this season. 9-4, to four, right? I think it's their only meeting. They, the other game got postponed to the end of the season. 9-4. to four. So we know how bad they are and hope, hoping for another high-scoring affair because the Sabres usually will win those. What they do in net, I don't know. I think Lukanen is what you do, though. Anderson, save him for the Boston game on Thursday. You got to save Anderson for your tougher games and your more important games. I would save Anderson for Thursday night. Let him get fresh. Let him be ready to go for that game. Go back to back on Lukanen. You know, he gets a he gets a day off in the middle, so he's fresh enough. He's young. And I will stand by this the rest of the season. Every game Eric Comrie plays is a mistake. Every game, he should not be a part of the rotation. The play on the ice has not been good enough. It just simply hasn't. It should not be Comrie. I might guess it is Comrie, though. If they stick with the rotation, I might guess that it is. I would start Lukanen, have Anderson ready to go on Thursday, but we'll see what they do. Columbus is playing a little bit better as of late. They've won three of their last six, and they beat some good teams. They beat Toronto. They beat Winnipeg. They beat Dallas. They beat Edmonton. Sorry, they've actually won uh, four of their last eight. Uh, so they've been about 500 uh, since February 11th. And they have four wins over four teams in playoff spots, including a Toronto team that just wiped the Sabres, uh, wiped the floor with the Sabres. So uh, tough, uh, not tough game, but, you know, a game you can't take lightly. Let's let's put it that way. Uh, I have one sneaky good bet for you uh, going into the game. Under six and a half goals. Only 2% of the handle, 2% of betters are, are the money, I should say, is on the under. I want to be on that side. I want to be on the side of the books. I want to be on the side of FanDuel here. I am betting the under six and a half goals in this one, recognizing the Sabres hit for nine the last time they played this team. Uh, running out fumes on the under, but I've won a couple in a row on it. So hopefully uh, that stays the same. All right, that's going to do it for us today here on the Lockdown Sabres again. Thanks for listening. Enjoy Sabres and Blue Jackets, and we'll talk to you next time here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast.